0: Hello, and welcome to episode 59 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host, Ken Rossi. Ken, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. Really quick, guys, we are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. As always, thank you so much for joining us for another week and another episode of this glorious show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Much, much appreciated. So uh, today, this week, we're going to be talking about Telltale Games. It's been a little bit since everything has happened, and the reason we didn't talk about it before was because we had other things that we already planned to talk about. So that's why we're doing it now. (laughs) Doesn't mean that the controversy and everything else surrounding the whole thing is still not a big deal, because it definitely is, and it definitely sent shockwaves throughout the gaming community when the announcement was made
1: yeah i know i was uh a bit for lack of a better word flabbergasted at the idea that they were closing yeah they, me too they had so many games coming out that it was just kind of weird
0: yeah they had so many games coming out they just hired a bunch of people like the like a week or two before the whole thing happened so it was just a really crazy turn of events there Mm
1: -hmm.
0: to go from having all this success to just out of nowhere just shutting down you know or or downsizing rather if you want to call it that shutting down downsizing one of the two (laughs) it's 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 weird like it's very weirdly uh worded yeah because uh it the you know this was on friday uh the 21st of september talking about how you know there's a there's a a major studio closure and how they let go a bunch of people and they were down to just 25 people but then like it's just you know so like it, it just threw everyone for a loop
1: yeah I I don't think you can overstate how much people were dismayed by the announcement.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I I didn't believe when I first thought I was I was fact checking everything to make sure this wasn't sort of joke or something. Man, I was really disappointed.
1: <laughs> a cruel September Fools joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. April's months away. I don't have time. I don't need this in my life right now. If
1: <laughs> did it in April, everyone would guess it. <laughs> right.
0: True, true. But unfortunately, it was not a joke. And many people, many good people lost their jobs at Telltale. And now it's just, you know, picking up the pieces for a lot of them. And us as a community as a whole, you know. Yeah. a lot of other things that went on too behind the scenes that we don't really know about. But there was article that I read talking about uh mismanagement you know uh overworking underpaying taking on too many tasks at one time and the lack of a vision were some of the things that kind of stuck out to me
1: right well I mean whenever um shit hits the fan there's always someone or something to blame (laughs) yeah so I'm not surprised and there's there's always going to be something that happens behind the scenes that we may never know about. Right. I honestly was just shocked because it seemed like Telltale always had a new game, a new episode coming out. And so I didn't think, you know, if, let's just say we back up and you um, told me that a major game developer is going to be shutting down in September, I don't think I would have said Telltale. Ever. Right, yeah. So it it's a bit different and weird that we're here talking about Telltale.
0: Right, and not in a... Positive? Happy, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, not in a positive manner, too. Yep. it's it, it's a, it's a it's a sad it's a sad time you know yeah but we're gonna take a little bit of the episode though to just talk about you know some of our favorite things about telltale and what kinds of positive things they did for the gaming community in general and then we'll go into other things about the future as we get closer to the end here
1: right That's the plan yeah if can, yeah if we can stick to it this time
0: <laughs> yeah. Plans change, as we know, though. Plans change.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Plans change all the time. But no, so let's let's jump in and talk about, you know, Telltale's rise to fame, if you want to call it that. Because they really sort of came out of nowhere, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, they, I wouldn't say they came out of nowhere, but they had a gradual incline yeah. of success.
0: Yeah. Yeah and um, ahead.
1: yeah just cuz they were uh they were founded back in 2004 you know which as of right now is 14 years ago which would make me just a small little child
0: <laughs> <laughs> 2004 wow okay I, I, yeah yeah, yeah that yeah that that puts me not even in high school
1: yeah I, I would have been just finishing high school up that's how long ago it was
0: that would put me about I want to see about I want to see about middle school
1: yeah um so yeah so it, it they didn't uh, for me anyways they didn't just come out of nowhere um, but I I do know that the first game that ever really stood out to me uh was their uh tales of monkey island
0: oh, okay yeah yeah i remember uh seeing that never playing it but i remember seeing it and people talking about it
1: yeah because i um i mean they had other games before it sam and max they did a bunch of sam and max episodic yeah. games before but it wasn't until they did this Tales of monkey island that i started to take notice and I actually liked it so much that I bought their collector's edition that they had nice, which came with a PC disc copy of the game. It came with a coin. It came with tarot cards. It came with a cloth map and a little cardboard kind of treasure box to keep it all in.
0: That's really cool.
1: Yeah, it is really dope. Um, but it was from that point on, I, I didn't look up when that came out. I want to say that was around like 2008, um, maybe even 2010. So for me, it was more of a gradual um, incline that after that, the games never really were great, but I never felt like they, they declined either, the quality of the games anyways if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. I definitely have to uh, agree with you there in some respects. Um, For me, the game that sort of put them on the map uh, was their Walking Dead game, the first one, the first season of the Walking Dead games. Um, It just, it really struck a chord with me with Mm -hmm. Lee and the relationship that he has with Clementine, which I can get into a little bit later on in, in the in the show here, but that was the game that sort of, you know, stuck out to me as the one that, okay, yeah, I like this style of game. I like what this is and the storytelling and how they're doing it. And I want to see more of it. And eventually I did. Yeah. Eventually I got, I was so hyped for anything Telltale did. Um, it provided it interests me, of course. Right. Because there were some there were some that I that I didn't uh, play just because I wasn't interested in, in, like the Minecraft one. But I heard that one was was okay. Um, like it it looked it looked like Minecraft. What do you expect? They like they got the style of Minecraft right and everything. But um, I mean, yeah, that one is a few other ones that I wasn't interested in, but I never stopped paying attention to what they were doing, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, I'm actually looking at a list of their games that they developed, and they did a lot of um, CSI games, huh. actually. And so that's kind of interesting that they, they did those. But there's a few here that stand out that... Um, Remind me that it wasn't just Tales of Monkey Island. Because uh, they also had Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I loved that game. That was pretty awesome, pretty funny. Um, or they even had Wallace and Grummet's Grand Adventures. You know, that game was, was fun.
0: I remember hearing about it, never played it though.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, based off of a, a British clay animation. Yeah, but still, I love that. You know, Nelson Tether's Puzzle Agent. You know, it was kind of a kooky little puzzle game, and I love that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like, though, and I don't know if I would say disappointed me, but I think it may have helped lead to their downfall. And that's Starting with The Walking Dead. Mm hmm And I know that that's that's probably a crazy idea. (laughs) You know? um, Thinking that... I mean, The Walking Dead was so successful. Like, how could it have gone bad? Yeah. But every game after that was M-rated. And, I mean, besides Minecraft. I don't know what those were. Those were Teen or... Uh, if they were just E for everyone or what?
0: I'm pretty sure those were T. Okay. Might, maybe in T, T or E one of the other though. I'm not too sure offhand honestly.
1: Okay, so yeah, but they all the games were pretty much rated M, and I almost wonder because I know M rated games don't sell like they should. You know. I mean, there, mm-hmm. there are games like um, Halo and uh, Destiny, rated M, that sell millions Destiny of Destiny is
0: actually T, friend, just so you know. Destiny 2? Yep. I
1: thought they were rated M. Nope, they're they both T. Interesting. So then we'll just use Halo, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Um, but I feel like those games aren't the whole story like I feel like there are people that just buy a console just to play those games and that's it yeah you know so I feel like it's kind of a skewered number um but I kind of feel like you know for me I didn't actually play The Walking Dead I watched another dude play it I watched a,
0: a say it was not me
1: a twitch stream if you will
0: hey what well, it may have been me
1: no, it wasn't. It, hey, it was.
0: I know I did stream back in the day. I know I definitely did no. stream
1: that. No, it it was a YouTube video. It was. Got gotcha. you. So it wasn't Twitch. Got gotcha. you. Uh, it was YouTube because I don't. I just don't like watching stuff on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but that's a, that's a story for another, uh, another episode.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But I I never bought The Walking Dead, and right. I still. You know, if I didn't watch him playing it, I wouldn't um, have even watched it or, or even knew about it. hmm And a lot of the other games, you know, again, looking at this list, um, that was kind of their big deal was The Walking Dead. And maybe, maybe Twitch helped kill him. You know, because they're story games. And you watch the story; you don't need to play it.
0: I don't. I don't uh, think that that's what uh, did them in. In all honesty, it. I, I think licensing out the you know the Walking Dead's and your Batman's and Borderlands and Wolf Among Us. You know that stuff definitely had an impact on on the company as time went on this actually ties in nicely to the perception as time went on of the company they have started to take on so many projects and that leads to overworking your employees and all the other stuff that I spoke about earlier in the in the intro so that definitely has an impact
1: um i mean i'm looking here and last year Um, do you know how many games they created?
0: Not offhand, no.
1: Three? I guess they started four games. Yeah. Um, because they they finished up The Walking Dead, The New Frontier. They started up The Guardians of the Galaxy. They started and finished up The Minecraft Season 2. And then they started up Batman The Enemy Within. Yeah. So, I mean, I get if they're on a numbers crunch that um, that can be bad, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, the year before that, it was three games. And it all depends on specifically what it takes. You know
0: yeah and and then there's the time to make the games too because it's not you don't just make a game you have to go through the stages you know pre planning to you know to from 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 pre planning to developing to actually releasing that's a long process regardless if it's one game or three at a time it's still a long process you know yeah so you so you can release three games in one year but really be working on you know more than that that are coming down the road so that's what i mean when i talk about the overwork
1: i mean i get that but the whole point of doing episodic gaming is that you work on what you have and you release it when you have it Mm -hmm. like there's no point in doing episodic gaming if you're just gonna have the game already done and then spit out these episodes if that makes sense
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that that makes sense. But that's that's probably one, like one of those things that you know we're not really going to know too much about, I guess, because mm-hmm. I feel like it's one of those things where you know we don't really know how they're how they do their process, you know, because it could be a thing where they really where they where they plan out everything and they write everything and everything is all done, but they just release it, you know. In spurts when it's ready, or whenever their release window is, or they they actually write one episode, then the next one, and the next one, then the next one, and release when it's ready. So right. you know it's tough to talk about that when we don't really know the process. Yeah. Spec we can you speculate all you want, which is fun. Fun to do for sure.
1: Right. So let's speculate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I I, I don't. I don't I still think that they had a lot of things going on and they probably had too much going on which again affects the morale of everyone at the company and I wish I could find the article that I was reading that kind of put put some of these things in perspective and had behind the scenes details about it still. because it was a really great article I can't find an of it now for the life and really Disappointed that I can't find it, but like I said, like I said, it spoke. It spoke about the overwork. The the uh the atmosphere in the building was different, and then there was the the new guy who came in and took over when they lost two of their top people. Right. He, he was jealous about about the other two getting the spotlight, and it, it's just it's a mess that I'm that I'm not really comfortable focusing on
1: right and I would agree that would probably be a good thing to stray away from that sort of speculation yeah yeah (laughs) Um... because
0: that that's not what we're about but I think uh, getting back to the point I guess for me is that as time went on for Telltale they started to take on a lot of projects and I think that some of the quality diminished a little bit just because they were trying to do so many things at one time now things now uh when i was playing the batman games the last two episodes for the enemy within were really good and there were more choice and consequences in those two episodes than what i saw in the other in the one prior to so that says to me that they started to work on things and realize, hey, we can do things different. We don't have to do things the same way we've been doing them, which is nice. You want to see that evolution. But I think that, again, um, the perception changes when you start to uh, try to take on too much at one time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that could be. Um, but I'm looking at the... Uh, VG charts as they say Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at The Walking Dead And for the PS4 version Which I assume is going to be the Better selling version of uh, The game Because it has the biggest clientele Biggest market right Between uh, The Walking Dead A New Frontier Which was season 3 And Walking Dead Season 2, they didn't even sell a half of a million copies. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Season 2 sold .29 million, so 290,000. And the New Frontier sold 170,000 copies. Right. Like, that's not good. You know, especially yeah, for, considering that these are thirty dollar games.
0: Yeah, I mean, from a numbers perspective from a numbers perspective, no, that's not good at all. I will agree with you there, but you know, I think, I think that you know, these kinds of games are made for I mean, with certain kinds of people in mind. Now, not everyone's going to play these style of games. I tried to get my brother to play him. He just that's just not his kind of game so i think they're not catered to the masses of people like you, some of your AAA games are i think mm-hmm. these are for a very niche group of people so from another perspective no it's certainly not good but i don't think they're trying to get you know millions of copies out of the door
1: well i mean you kind of I want mean, I, to, like I, a million I mean yeah
0: you you want to ideally yes you want to obviously but i think that you know those people that want to play your game and those that like your games will buy your games whether it's whether it's a million or point you know or 290,000 whatever the number is
1: right but the first season sold um 890,000 Mm-hmm. On the PlayStation 3. So, that's a, a huge decline.
0: It is absolutely a huge you know? decline. It is. Yeah. No doubt about
1: it. So I mean, I don't know, like, some people would argue that The Walking Dead was the reason why Telltale is still here. Mm-hmm. But I I don't, you know. I would argue the opposite of that. Just, just from what I've seen after, after that game came out, you know, stuff went downhill.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, um, yes, you are. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to sit here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're going to sit here. I'm not going to sit here and like, you know, try and, uh, I don't wanna say run down telltale because that's not what, that's not what this is about. Um, but I am gonna battle back a little bit in well, in, in defense in defense I, of them because I feel like I feel like uh to just to fo- just to focus solely on the walking dead is sort of it's that's not all that they had. I agree. Yes. My- because they were they were doing other things besides the walking dead. All... And, and, and again, licensing fees again are expensive. So yeah, all of know. my
1: favorite games from Telltale are not The Walking Dead.
0: <laughs> and right, and and that's fine. I have plenty of games from Telltale that aren't The Walking Dead that are my favorites as well.
1: Yeah. And and that's fine. I'll I'll let you battle back. I have no problem having a, a good discussion over this
0: yeah like i i i i feel like the to to just take to take shots at the walking dead and say that this is why uh they went downhill is sort of a uh I, I can't think of the right word to use um but i don't like it
1: i uh, guess it's a a coward a calling coward
0: eh, may, maybe maybe <sighs> Maybe. But, like, no. it's, it, it's like, the, because, again, like, they had, some, they had so much more stuff besides The Walking Dead. They had The Wolf Among Us, which was fantastic. They had Tales from the Borderlands. They had Game of Thrones. They had the Minecraft game, which is what I, you know, they had Guardians of the Galaxy, Batman. Like, they had so much stuff. This is just within, just within the past four or five, six, seven years. From, 20, 20, from 2012, so yeah, 2012, Walking Dead, um... To... To, uh, what? Like, 2017?
1: 2016?
0: 2018. Because yeah, once, well, once you well, make yeah. those
1: characters, it's not like you have to remake those characters. Although, for whatever reason, they felt like, we should remake these characters. Mm. <laughs> um, no. But, and I... I get that. I get what you're saying. They put out too many video games... They were too big for the britches. And I definitely feel like you're putting more blame on the uh, CEO, the Howley that came over from Zengia. And judging from how Zengia uh, was managed, I, I'm really not surprised. You know?
0: Yeah, well, just, like, I, I, just from yeah. the
1: stories and the stuff that I heard and I remember from Zengia and what happened there... You know, I'm I'm really not surprised.
0: Yeah, and, and and I want you all to know, listen right now, that this comes from a place of passion of of love for Telltale. It's not a it's not a thing of like, oh, I'm so angry because blahdy blah, Like, no, that's not what this is about. This is a uh, this is it, it's a passion thing for me because I really love Telltale and their games, and I'm just kind of sad that they're gone, and now we get to talk about it. <laughs> so yeah. Um, let's go ahead, though, and move this along a little bit. All right. Let's talk about some of our favorite Telltale games, if you Yay.
1: will. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, let's do it, man. So, you, uh, you started off by saying that you had the Tales from Mon- Monkey Island thing. I'm assuming yeah. that's one of your favorites? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: For sure. I mean, obviously, I, I bought it, and I... Um, have that collector's edition, because I could have just bought the game or already had it digitally, so there is no need to buy the game again. But I did. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and so it is definitely uh, one of my favorites. Um, I'm going to assume, though, uh, The Walking Dead is one of your favorites.
0: It absolutely is one of my favorites, yeah. The... <sighs> I played. I played Walking Dead. The the, uh, the one after that one, the 200 days one. 400 days. For, yes, thank you. 400 days. Okay. The and the season two one. I missed the one. I didn't play the Michonne one. Mhm. And you, you have played I, the new frontier. I ble- I don't. I think I missed that one as well. I sort of fell off. Fell off the map a little bit with with the uh, Walking Dead ones. For a little bit okay that that's a me problem though but right. I do want to go back and play those cuz I missed them and I want to see where the story goes right. but I also did play the wolf among us which was another one that I really loved and then I played the Batman ones very recently actually and again like all of those are just really fun games for me the Walking Dead in particular the first one really like I said earlier struck a chord with me because that relationship between Lee and Clementine—if you play the game, you know what I'm getting at here. That relationship between the two, and how Clem sort of bases her own, you know, her own thoughts and feelings about Lee, based on the way you as Lee play him. Yeah. So it, it's it's really it's really a great uh, it's a great thing to have the bond between the two characters, see them grow. As the episodes go on and the ending was just ah my heart still hurts thinking about it talking about it um so and and again if you if you played the game or seen it in any capacity you know what you know what I'm talking about here so it's just one of those things where that really that really hit hit home for me and I love that connection also love that Lee's a black character and they get to play as a black character in a video <laughs> game the main character. <laughs> so that's also great.
1: Yeah. I'm
0: with you and on the, that one. And then going down the road to the game where you play as Clementine when she's a little older. Just a little older. She's still a kid, but just a little older. So I mean that's that in and of itself is a really good one too, because you start to see Clem develop and now that Lee's gone, she's sort of taken the things that he's taught her and made them into her own. And I and that's all I have to say about that because I didn't play the new frontier, but I want to here at some point.
1: I I think you will. It's yeah. It's actually almost October, so you can go into your spooky streams.
0: Yeah, it's very true. I'm actually doing those right now. Just wanted you yeah. say that. Yep definitely definitely um and then there's the wolf among us i i don't know many people who have played it but i know whenever i talk about it there's always somebody like yeah I, i've either seen it or you know whatever and they have also really liked it like it's just it's one of those things that i didn't know much about what it was going into it but I saw it was a Telltale game, and I was like, I love, I like Telltale games, love them, so I'm going to go ahead and check it out anyway, and, and I'm glad I did. It's a shame we're never going to get to see Season 2, but, you know.
1: Mm. I mean, it is what it is with that. Yeah. And, uh, I've actually never played The Wolf Among Us, um, so I probably can't. probably should. It's sitting on my bookcase.
0: I think you should. Yeah. I think you'll um, like it, man. It's 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 got the fairy tale characters but set in the real world, so to speak. So yeah. that's that was the thing that intrigued me. I was like how are they going to do this.
1: Yeah. It's it's just a a time thingy, you know, yeah. finding the yeah, time. Yeah.
0: Definitely.
1: definitely. Cuz I mean, I could probably spend a day and get through the whole game. Yeah. Because that's the way telltale games are like you can get through them in one sitting if you have it all there yeah um but yeah it's just a time i yeah. mean for me uh i got into the the batman i got batman the, ones are phenomenal yeah i got the the batman telltale series and uh, i played it and i think what actually happened was i got it as a part of playstation plus mmm good and I time was, yeah i was good. like Oh, this is actually pretty good. So I <laughs> I had to go and pick up The Enemy Within because it was around that time that uh, The Enemy Within had just come out because I think they only had like two or three chapters of The Enemy Within out uh, when I picked it up. And so I had been waiting my turn, waiting for them to release uh, the newest Batman episode. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, that that was just, it was still Batman, but they did a really good job on turning it on its head, you know?
0: Yes, absolutely. Because the thing with the Batman Telltale games is that you don't play as just Batman. You play as both Bruce Wayne and Batman. So you have to manage both sides of Bruce, and that. In it itself is a really cool thing that none of the other Batman games, the Arkham games, mm-hmm. didn't do, didn't do, right. haven't done, to my knowledge. So well, you yeah.
1: you kind of get to to do the whole gambit if you want. I mean, you can be um, the nice, kind of weak, timid Bruce Wayne, or you can do the evil. My father's just as evil as I am, <laughs> yeah. uh, Bruce Wayne. Uh, or you know, you can be the the batman who doesn't kill and you know is is good or you can be the batman that uses guns (laughs) that's true i mean yeah you can you can do the whole uh thing the whole gambit there so it's it's really cool um i really enjoyed it that was definitely one of my favorites
0: and then when they introduced the joker in the, the enemy with well they teased him in the first in the first one but in the enemy within, Joker is amazing.
1: Yeah, well, Joker's
0: amazing in that one.
1: He's still not the Joker, though. You know.
0: No, but you, well, you can you can kind of make him into the Joker.
1: Right. I. You you can turn I him did. into the Joker. I I turn him into. The I Joker. did
0: on accident. <laughs> I hit the wrong button and I, I read I read the dialogue option wrong and I hit that button and I was like, oh. wait, that's not what I wanted to say. Oh boy, that's not good. I misunderstood the dialogue option, so that was on me. But man, like it was it was so good. Once they once they made once they made the turn for Joker, it was oh, it was phenomenal. It was a slow build too, because like I said, they teased it. And they sh- they had him get involved with you a little bit in the first Batman Telltale game. Right. And then the second one, they were just like, "Yeah, here you go. He's your friend. He's your best friend."
1: Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> and then yeah, oh man, it's great.
1: Yepper doodles.
0: But man, like these these games in particular. The Batman games, The Walking Dead games, and Wolf Among Us, those ones, for me anyway, those really uh, mean a lot and meant a lot to me at the time. They still do. And mm. it, it, it really it really shows what kind of impact, what kind of place that story-slash-adventure games uh, have and can still have in today's climate of multiplayer multiplayer games
1: right yeah i uh, I would agree they I mean the telltale games have they're they're not just games for me they're cherished memories, you know they carry the the same weight that certain movies do when when I think about oh, I love that story, you know,
0: yeah exactly exactly I
1: mean, i've I've played a lot of games on their the list here. And I kind of stopped, like I said, after The Walking Dead because it seemed like that was the direction they were going. But even then I still played like Tells of Borderlands and Batman. My wife actually bought me Tells of Borderlands. And nice. I um just on a whim I was like, eh, you know, I mean, I could use some points
0: right <laughs> yeah
1: so, so I, I, uh, that's because they give away gamer points and trophies like they're butter <laughs> like a knife going through butter. but anyways um with uh, that like I started it up and I didn't want to stop playing like I had to really pace myself yeah um, when playing that game. Because uh, <laughs> otherwise, I just would have like burned through it like a madman. Mm-hmm. so i I tried and and made myself wait at least um, a day before I'd go into the next episode. And you know it, it was fun it it made me happy, and I think that's kind of what you're saying too,
0: yeah, definitely, definitely. you know just to just to close things up here. You know i'm I'm still really bummed out and sad about the closing of Telltale. and it makes it it really makes me it makes me more upset because now that now that everything has happened, you know, they were working on Wolf Among us Two, season two and the Walking Dead the final season among mm-hmm. among a few other things. And, you know, they pulled, it, the Walking Dead game was pulled from, you know, from from uh, digital stores and all that stuff. So, yeah, like, that's, there, there's That's there's the talk. craziest part. I hate yeah. to interrupt, and I apologize. No, no, you're good.
1: But it was just so crazy that they removed the Walking Dead, the final season, from the stores. Yeah. Like, that made no sense. You know, let people buy the individual episodes, then. But don't, like, just don't sell the past. So that was weird to me.
0: Yeah, I I don't understand that one either. And, you know, those of us who wanted to see the end of Clementine's story, the the reality that we might not ever see it is really disheartening. Mm -hmm. For those that, that have been invested in the story of Clementine throughout this whole thing, and, yep. and and you know, so the people who worked on the game, the voice actors, you know, all that who aren't gonna get to see their work, you know, be accepted by the, be accepted and played by the public, you know? Yeah. It's really heartbreaking. Well,
1: I did hear though, and I don't know how true this is, but in the, the stories that I've read, they supposedly kept on enough people to finish up this last season. The, yeah, I heard that they were, and... talk, they were gonna talk talk
0: about finishing it. They were talk about finishing it or something.
1: Yeah, there was also what? though the Minecraft for Netflix, that they were supposedly going to finish that as well, and that they kept enough people around to do those, but no new projects and any of the ones that hadn't been released uh, were canceled.
0: Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's still gotta be worked on with all that. If anything comes to light, though, I'm sure. We'll know about it, and we'll talk about it at some point. I'm sure. Yep. What, so now that this whole thing has happened, the Telltale style of a game, where do you think that's going to go in the future? Do you think we're gonna we're gonna still see that style of game stick around? Because Life is Strange Two is out. That's very much I would I would say a Telltale style of a game in terms of the point and click adventure, mm. and you know you know that sort of stuff so what do you think
1: well um i don't think it's going away honestly i think that uh, it'll definitely be sticking around obviously telltale will no longer be the main go-to for episodic gaming but there was games like uh, king's quest that i played um that was an episodic game which by the way you really need to play that if if you want me to play the Wolf Among Us, you got to play King's Quest. <laughs> so good. it It is so good. Trust me. You'll not be disappointed. Um, and I know that because there's another game I told you you wouldn't be disappointed. You waited forever to play, and then you finally played it. And I was like, look, see? It was really good.
0: <laughs> so, I forget what game that was. Now that, now that you bring it up, I forget what it was now. Oxenfree. Oh, yeah. That's right. It was Oxenfree. Man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. what a wild ride that was. Yeah. What exactly. A game. Jeez.
1: Exactly. So, game that was... uh, play King's Quest is what I'm saying, but I also just found out that um, Oxenfree was actually developed by former Telltale employees
0: n- Yes, it was. Yep. I, yeah. Cuts. I in the article I was reading, the one that I can't find now, uh, they had mentioned that it was it was the top two people who were on The Walking Dead, I believe, who went and made Oxenfree. Mm-hmm. So... Well,
1: I don't think it was. Um, oxenfree. It was someone else that made oxenfree. Cause the top two people made Campo Santo, which made uh, Firewatch. That was their big game. Oh made. yeah. Um, the two Mispoke, lead riders. Yeah. No, you're good. I um, I only know because of that story. I think you sent me or something. I was looking.
0: Yeah. at yeah I, I, yeah, I can't. I can't find the article reading. I'm really disappointed that I can't. Still. I
1: I can't <laughs> find it now either. But I know it's out there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, so games like those, although they're not episodic, they still have that Telltale fill to them. And so, even if a game you know only takes uh, x amount of days, uh, and by days I mean hours, you know, a couple right. hours to beat. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much what every Telltale episode was was a little two hour crunch of a game.
0: Yep, you could clear an episode in, yep, about two hours, sounds right.
1: Mm-hmm. An hour and so, a half if
0: you're kind of blowing through it.
1: Yeah. And so, like you already said, Life is Strange, they're doing episodic games with their uh, games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then King's Quest, uh, the, uh, I believe they're the Odd gentleman is what the company's called. Uh, they developed King's Quest as an episodic game. And you know these these games are things that came up because of Telltale. You know they they Telltale started this style, but I think it's flourishing now, with these other inspired, ingenious developers, and obviously writers from Telltale that left. Why the getting was good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's never good for people to lose their jobs, but I, yeah. Or yeah. you know, leaving leaving to go to do leaving to go to do better and other things is always good. Losing their jobs is never something you want to see in any in any uh, any walk of life. Really, okay. As what somebody do.
1: who's lost their job before? You are correct, sir.
0: <laughs> yep, as yep, I've been the same boat, man. It's never a fun thing at all. But no, uh, <clears throat> for <you> my <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Well, I was going to do a. Um, Johnny Carson joke, but I'm like, Byron is so young he won't even get it. <laughs> You're probably right.
0: You're probably right. No your no your uh no your no your host. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, ju- you know, just to put my two cents in on the telltale style of the game, yes, the Life is Strange style of game that they're doing, you know, like you said, King's Quest, Oxen Free, those are all in similar veins,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Life is Strange probably being the closest.
1: Well, King's Quest is pretty dang close.
0: Okay, okay, I, I can not speak on what I know. <laughs> yep, but, but you'll yeah.
1: you'll know soon enough.
0: Yeah, whenever I get around to playing it for sure. But no, man, I I love Life is Strange, and Life is Strange Two is out. I just I haven't got around to playing it yet because I'm in my spooky month right now, so once that's all said and done, I'll probably get on to playing that. And and it'll give time for more episodes to come out. So, yeah, right now, just just the first episodes out, probably the Strange 2. But, yeah, I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they will continue to improve as long as people want to make these kinds of games anyway. Because you're gonna, I think you're gonna see more people want to make these kinds of games
1: mm-hmm.
0: because of the impact that telltale's had right. on the industry it's my personal opinion
1: so you think that people will be like man now that telltale's closed we should make those style of games because they're not making them
0: i think i think in in so many words yes because they uh, it
1: wasn't just their games they had a telltale engine that they used
0: yeah they needed a new engine <laughs> <laughs> Uh... But, but, uh, but no. Um, yeah, I think that there's there'll be a void there that's left to fill, and there are games out there currently that are filling the void. So, and I don't think that we'll see, uh, we'll see it go away anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I hope not, because I do enjoy those style of games.
0: Yeah, me too. I enjoy them. They're a lot of fun to play, and as a streamer, they're just so much fun to stream as well. Because your viewers get really invested in the story as well. Yep. I have my one friend who still messes with me about, about the Joker. He was your best friend. She still gets something about that. It's wonderful. <laughs> but, alright, man. Uh, before we get out of here, though, I did want to talk really quick about the Soul Calibur 6 beta.
1: Okay. Because my notes say you play Destiny too long. So, what's up with that? The <laughs>
0: well before we started recording the podcast i was working on my hunter trying to get her leveled up to play uh in the forsaken storyline i got through the first half of the first mission and then i was like i need to go record the podcast so let me go do that and then i can come back to it once i finish the podcast Uh, so yeah um
1: but yeah i mean uh I'll let the platform be yours because I have not obviously played the Soul Calibur beta and honestly, I'm probably not going to. So uh, I'll let you take a few moments and tell us all about it.
0: Yeah, so Soul Calibur 6, the beta has been out since the 27th. I forgot to download it till the 29th. So I downloaded it yesterday I played it a little bit last night before I went to bed and then I played a good little bit earlier this afternoon before we started recording maybe around like two I had a good session from maybe two to two to let's say about maybe it, it was it was a good it was a good two two three two three hours of play it's it's a lot of fun I'm having a lot of fun with it so far anyway uh, there's no tutorial it's just a purely online thing you go into ranked matches and it's just to test the servers and you know give feedback about the game in general balance issues that sort of stuff. Personally, I'm not the best person to talk to when it comes to balancing a fighting game because I'm a very casual fighting game fan. I don't get into I don't get too in depth with the fight with the fighters. I enjoy playing and that's about it. <laughs> but yeah. so for me as a casual fighting game fan, I'm ha- I had a good time with it. I don't know don't know if it's still up or not. It might it might I think I know it ends today. I just okay. don't know if it's, if it's still up as of recording. Then <laughs> I'm definitely not playing it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know the I used uh, I used uh Kielik, I used Taki. I used most of the roster except for maybe a few. Geralt's in there as we, as we talked about earlier a few months ago. Geralt's really fun to use. All the characters that I used are actually really fun. Okay. The the fighting in general, it's just, it's good. It's really good. There is a level of depth there for sure, but there's also the ability to pick up and play. So and again, me being the casual fighter fighter fan, pick up and play is perfectly fine with me. You cool. can go in depth if you want to, which is what most are gonna do. So I don't know if my feelings are gonna change as far as the fun aspect goes once everyone gets their hands on the game and has months with the game in their hands.
1: You know, my my favorite part of the Soul Calibur game, so I have to ask if this is still in there, mm-hmm. but is the part where the narrator's going off like he says stuff, like he surrendered his soul to the river of time you know it's just like <laughs> yes crazy yes. stuff the, like
0: that but yes the narrator, is, the narrator is still there and he still has his quips before before a match and after match is over and in the loading screen he'll sometimes say something too so yeah he's still there it's still great i love it yeah. i know what you mean man <laughs> he, he is great yeah I was, there, just,
1: I was just thinking, dry cleaning is every Tuesday., <laughs> <laughs> yes. that would just be awesome if they yeah. they did stuff like that.
0: Yeah, there's a like the, the gameplay is really fun. The fighting itself is really fun. There's a cool thing for both for both well for characters really, that as the battle goes on, if you do a certain attack, or really in general, uh, if you hit them hard enough, their armor or stuff will fall off, which is really cool it shows the way and care of battle that sort of stuff it doesn't get too crazy
1: risque Um,
0: you mean it doesn't get too crazy or risque but it's not it's a nice touch to see that they took the extra time to do that for sure yeah no i I, I just wonder it's not like it's not like dead or alive or whatever you know
1: yeah
0: beach volleyball style it's not any anything like that i just
1: wonder how much can fall off of ivy's armor
0: it's just it's literally just like her 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 gauntlet <laughs> her, her one gauntlet falls off and that's kind of it that's funny but it's 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 a really cool thing to see it happen because when i first saw it, i was like i was like wait because i was i was playing as eyes when it happened too and i was like wait where's her gauntlets at what happened they're gone. So it really threw me off when it first happened. And then I started looking for it to see if it was happening, if it was just a random thing that happened, or if you could cause it to happen. And it's you can cause it to happen by doing certain things within the course of a fight. I've had some really fun, really fun matches too. Some that have gone down to the, the last, the last round, because it's three rounds, the first of three wins. So I've had fights go down to the last one. We're both tied at two it's it's so it's so great i'm having a good time with it right now and the big thing though since it's purely a a online thing is the online stability it's actually been pretty impressive to see from a beta standpoint Hmm. the servers are running pretty well i only had one disconnect only one only one disconnect only one yep. I had I experienced a bit of lag, but it wasn't as it wasn't common at all. Honestly, yeah. the lag happened maybe like once or twice, and I only got I only got D C'd once. So well, from that standpoint, the servers are looking pretty good. And if you want to go online and test your skills, which I eventually will do at some point when I pick up the game, um, it's nice to see that. Right. Now they have it seems the servers are under a good are in good hands right now.
1: Yeah. Well, as they say, there can be only one.
0: <laughs> you uh, got that right.
1: Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of one too many. So hopefully that's not a persistent issue for those that are going to play Soul Calibur Six. 6.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 looking forward to playing it. I'm probably going to be streaming it too just cuz I think it'll be fun.
1: Could be. You probably be playing as Geralt, won't you? <laughs> Continue your Witcher adventures.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, I'll definitely be playing as Geralt, uh... but I'll, de- I'll I'll definitely also be playing. I'll have I'll use Ivy Taki, Sofitia and like th- their Kaelic and Maxi. I wasn't a fan of Maxi, I only used him maybe once, but but that's only because his range is not what I want it to be in terms of a character I like to play. Yeah. But Sacred is very fun because he has the big broadsword thing. Nightmare. I didn't get to use Nightmare, unfortunately. Hmm. I didn't get around. I was going through, down the list and didn't get to Nightmare in my in my time playing. Because so, what I did was I went through and I played with the fighter until I lost, which was, which was used only one time. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah. But there were times where I went on a nice little streak with uh with Taki in particular and uh Siegfried I went on a nice little two game streak with him, which was fun. So yeah. Didn't get to the some of the other characters in in the game, but it was fun. I had a good time. I'm looking forward to playing it when I'm it comes glad. out.
1: I'm glad you had a good time.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. But uh that's it, we're done, yeah. We're done, yeah. And we're out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning in episode 59. I know I said 58, 58 in the intro, but it's episode 59 of the r Gaming Podcast. Once again, we are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. Before we get out of here, though, Ken, round of plugs. Go.
1: Well... For starters, I thought you said fifty nine in the beginning, but oh,
0: I said fifty eight. I I was like, wait a minute, did I say fifty eight? Like after we, after we got into the into the episode, I was like, wait a minute, I said fifty eight. That's not what it was. It's fifty nine. It was too late for me to go back though and retcon it. So I had to do it here at the end. It's fifty nine. <laughs> maybe
1: maybe I'm... I can maybe I can just do it now. Just say it really like low tone, so it's funny. You can be like fifty nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, so then you're all like welcome to episode fifty nine of the R <laughs> Gaming Podcast.
0: <laughs> what what surprised me.
1: Yeah. All right. We'll see what we can do. Um <laughs> but anyways, uh we're all over Twitter and of course the uh, podcast is at rnr gaming pod that's r-a-n-d r gaming p-o-d we always post as soon as the new episode is live and it's the best way to reach us if you have a question or just want to say hello
0: yes Say hello to us. You can also say hello to me on Twitter at BRon1417. That's B underscore Ron 1417. And also Ken. He's at MacroboV. That's M-A-C-R-O-B-O-V. What about the podcast again? Where can they find it?
1: Yeah, so you can find the podcast on the Apple Podcast, on the Google Play Music, and on the CastBox app or website. So if you... Uh, get a new phone and you're not sure if you can take us with you, you can. Or if you just want to listen to us at your work computer while you're doing your boring job, you can. Or if you have a friend that has an iPhone because they don't know how electronics works, you can get them to listen to our podcast as well. It's all available for whatever your taste, whatever your pleasure.
0: It's also free.
1: Yes. I mean, it, it's not free for us to produce, but it is free for you to listen to. <laughs> it costs a lot of money to produce these, man.
0: A lot of time, a lot of money. You know it, man. You know it. But as far as the podcasts go on iTunes, be sure to leave us five stars and a review. It helps us to climb the charts and continue our quest for world domination and the top of the video game podcasting charts. So that's gonna do it guys for this week. Thank you all so so much. It's greatly appreciated. As always, Ken. They've gotta come back next week though. Cause do me a favor. Tell them why. I will do
1: you a solid. And you gotta come back next week because we have a Mexican standoff. It's either Mega Man Eleven, Marvel Spider-Man, or a character creation talk and everyone could use a little more R&R. 46% chance of winning.
0: Jeez, nice. And you know what? You know what kind of chance I have of winning? Zero? I have a 141 and two-thirds chance of winning. All
1: right.